0: Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back after a very long hiatus for Stranger Things Season 4. Episode 1 entitled The Hellfire Club. Did I get that correct? Yes. Written and directed by the Duffer Brothers. I gave this episode a 9.6 out of 10. I really liked the mirroring they were doing quite a bit in this episode. I enjoyed that. I did a rewatch of this show with my daughter very recently, and I will say I'm much more critical in the rewatch than I ever was on the initial <laughs> because I was only feeling and experiencing versus going back another time and it's thoroughly analytical. And man, does Joyce lose a lot of points? a lot of points (laughs) her performance does not hold up over time (laughs) i know that she is a beloved character but i can only feel the way i feel (laughs) and express that honestly but i was excited to get this season back i was told this was the last season and then my daughter ran in and told me there's going to be a season five so i don't know (laughs) actually it has been renewed for a fifth and final season so yeah clearly i was unaware of that fact we have nine episodes this fourth season which i also was lied to about because someone told me it was seven. I think it was my daughter so she told me truths and she told me lies (laughs) Um, this was a really good reintroduction to our characters and where they have eloped in the year since we have seen them last they are in expected places that i expect them to be considering the traumas that occurred last year a lot of said traumas And we also have the fact that our characters are split into Hawkins in California where Elle still has not gained access to her powers which we see in a pretty embarrassing scene at the end and I'm glad that the teacher decided to handle it despite the fact that she tried to brush it off as not a humiliating scene of bullying. However that's exactly what this white bitch that is definitely definitely predicted to be a karen in the future now bitch.
1: Yeah. Bitch. Bitch.
0: everything about the way she handles herself and talks and i even lol'd and said not realistic to have that black friend in the group with them because she don't got black friends oh hell no and since we do have split story arcs, that is where I am going to, or how I'm going to handle the review. It's pretty late. I uh, took myself a nap and now I'm back awake. <laughs> and thus I have fucked up my sleeping schedule for the next two days. Melatonin will do its job to put me on track. We're gonna go to California first to catch up with Joyce, L, and Will because we started off with her for the most part she's writing a letter to Mike about the fact that she misses him she still struggles with her English but she says that she has many friends we see her going to school waving at someone and she does not have friends it's just her and Will and he is trying to be supportive for her And you can tell that they have become closer. She says, I think that Will has a crush on someone, but he won't tell me anything about what he's painting and he's been acting weird. And that's the only thing I can account it for. But we see a girl try to play footsie with him and he was not about that life.
1: Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. Get back, motherfucker. You don't know me like that. I ain't playing around. Move, I take you down get back you know, like know
0: me like that Every time that will is painting though I'm heavily alarmed. <laughs> um, Joyce is working at home as a telemarketer which is the worst job I think anyone could ever have and she is trying to make sales even though it sounds like she's not the best at it they go to school with jonathan's friends he has become a pothead and that guy kind of looked like cisco ramon if cisco ramon was not carlos valdez all that damn smoke in the room though you ain't gonna tell me joyce don't know you smoke pot she probably go steal your bong when you gone, working from home. Shit, who's she fooling? <laughs> Joyce always uh came off to me like she was doing some drugs. What? Don't don't at me. <laughs> go back and rewatch that performance. She's still great, but it, it is it's uh. <laughs> A lot more missing than uh hitting that's for damn sure as far as i'm concerned everybody's got their bias you need to accept that people have a different opinion than you and it's okay it is okay i'm still rooting for her she has mailed a porcelain doll from russia jonathan's also waiting for a letter an acceptance letter for college and she's like it has the sickle on it i need you to know that that's a sickle ma'am you are old enough to know it's not something that didn't come up through your generation (laughs) and thus she calls i'll remember his name hold on let me remember him (laughs) she calls oh the russian spy guy why did i forget his name well she calls him they have been keeping in touch he's like i have karate from one to three during this time and then we see a very disgusting scene of him getting in the bathtub because a grown man should never get into a bathtub i don't find that to be acceptable or sexy at all it's just me personally but i did like the cleverness of showing his shaft as he removed his is uh tidy whiteys You know who else had tidy whiteys on? Fucking Mike. Boy, you need to eat something. I don't know what the fuck no, I do know what it is. It's soul food. Put it up, make it a part of your diet. I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, greens, raw, beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, break the whole scene where he has to instruct her on how to break a russian doll or the fact that miss i put up so many alphabet letters in my room people thought i should be committed you know uh lights and alphabet letters and you trying to tell me that joyce byers wouldn't have investigated this fucking russian doll and didn't need to be instructed on seeing if maybe there's a hidden message up in this bitch because why would anyone send me a Russian doll and if they did send it to me clearly it's got a fucking message in it and then her having to go outside because she can't just use a hammer and smash the bitch she gotta take a actual paint can hoist it up use as a lever I feel like that's trying to say she ain't got strength, and I don't know why we would be making that assumption. Once again, this is Joyce motherfucking buyers. She sees a smuggled message that I didn't even read or pause to read through. That will be my enjoyment when I am listening to Stranger Things podcast while I'm working this week. But it does say Hop is alive and i thought she would have automatically fell his spirit through the box because they bond is that strong <laughs> you know who else's bond is bonded strong jonathan and nancy she's doing her thing why did i think both of them were out of high school i was very confuddled that they were going back and apparently nancy was like what two years younger than steve there you go But then again they say he graduated a year ago so maybe i'm mixing up actually yeah it has only been six months so i accumulated too much time to have passed and they said it was a fire at the mall that killed several people including hopper but we'll discuss that when we get back to hawkins in california the presentation that we see working on is for hero day and she picked helen keller um because she's a bitch i have nothing nice to say about this woman she clearly is bound to get her ass beat at some point and i'm gonna enjoy it so i'm just waiting for that moment I don't need her to be chastised. I need her to have her whole entire blonde head snatched all the way. Like, you fucking with the wrong one today. But unfortunately, I don't get that in this episode. So I was not thoroughly satisfied. And she says, Am I. Like, I hate when a teacher tells you one i hate the fact that you had to pick your name out of a bowl a fish bowl to who goes first i would rather just go first and present myself and then get that shit over with versus all of the anxiety (laughs) but she goes after her performance and she said we'll wait for questions until after the presentation and then she says yeah but you know i'm confused shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up the thing about this heffa is when she gets the beat down she gonna look real surprised like how why why is this happening to me (laughs) they always seem to not understand for some reason that their privilege do not extend to them being exempt from being physically assaulted for their mouth if not even more than in the mouth because it's self-defense you tripped my ass she really tripped her and then they made fun of her project even if you don't know like the the bullying behavior is so cliched it's so silly it's so dumb it's just because you can and that's so to speak what people in power do you know they look down on others and so many people think to mimic that which is a little concerning to see from our boy but at the same time i also feel that there's nothing wrong with having certain ambitions and that means that you have to make certain types of networking to get to the point and the respect that you want to be so i respect lucas for what he's doing and he's not that person So you see it from two different perspectives in this episode about popularity. And I thought that was good versus, you know, it's just terrible. (laughs) No one should want to be popular. That's not what we're saying. And that shouldn't be the message. It's just don't sacrifice being a good person for popularity to the point that you don't even know somebody else's name. That also happened in Hawkins. A lot happened in Hawkins. More so than happened in California. It was just a lot of bullying. A lot of <laughs> Mike looking over at L.
1: Oh, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God.
0: With the reveal that Hopper is alive and we don't have to watch that being dragged out for episodes all in. Waiting for them to find out. The audience knows. Now everyone else knows. Great before we do cut to the hawkings let's start at the beginning because that does feature 11 In a flashback to 1969 i think it was september 8th dr brenner is getting ready you see one of the newspaper kids tossing out papers don't care where that paper land as long as somewhere on your driveway and we see him getting ready going into hawking's lab where they were experimenting on a great deal of children who all seem to possess supernatural abilities he is very close to one particular kid number 10. they go past number 11's door number 10 is to guess what he is drawing he's like that's a cow he's like it was supposed to be a dog he's like well it looks like a cow and it seems as if he's not the horrible bad guy even though it does look like his um his gray has got a whole new fluff that we ain't seen before (laughs) what does it mean that dr brenner is back into the picture we do not know And this is clearly before or maybe after i don't know i feel as if we saw when 11 opened up the gate because she said it was her fault but this is a whole other incident now we saw ellis dr ellis and number six going into a room but he sees blood we definitely get the darker turn tone right away in this episode clearly when we have the mass murder of children (laughs) by what we do not know actually we do know her name is 11 and brenner is pissed like what did you do
1: if my answers frighten you vincent then you should cease asking scary questions
0: i feel like dungeons and dragons are the popular go-to topic they just really trying to make that a comeback and make everybody play it i'm not you ain't gonna catch me Mm -mm. i ain't got nothing against it i'm just never that committed to a game (laughs) you are not gonna get me committed to that at all my attention span will not allow it but the hellfire club is the dungeons and dragons club in which of course our group in hawkins hawkins like i got a boston x and all of a sudden (laughs) in hawkins and they have a new club leader by the name of eddie who feels like a ripoff of billy like the less psychologically fucked up version of billy with the the band hair that band hair was going for for decades so i understand why it's there it just never ever ever gets palatable (laughs) (laughs) every time i look at it i'm like that shit is greasy as hell i'm just gonna flake through and it's gonna be nothing but dandruff it's 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 a different it's a different time it's a very different time we're in 1986 so this is three years after i was born i don't remember none of this of course i don't i was three years old (laughs) but even the feel of it the only thing that felt vaguely familiar this episode is when the trees were rustling and I was like oh I know that wind I was just walking through that wind it's all isolated that felt very <laughs> relatable to me when Chrissy was walking through I thought Chrissy was pregnant did anyone else think Chrissy was pregnant and then I realized it was anorexia and her boyfriend loves her a lot more than she loves him and he also talks too damn much because they go to this pep rally where my boy lucas is a part of the basketball team because you know this is around the magic johnson phase of basketball magic jordan so it makes sense that lucas would be representing for you know the the great Decades of basketball to come, featuring some of the greatest. And his friends are lukewarm in supporting him, but support them, they do. Max is there. Max has become very antisocial, introverted, has broken up with Lucas. Lucas knows that something is very wrong with her. He's not even trying to approach her as her ex boyfriend. I'm just trying to approach you as a friend. As someone who cares about you he tries to give her the ticket or at least talk to her but she refuses to talk to him she just lives in her walkman the guidance counselor as well tries to talk to her about you know the loss that she is suffering her mom is an alcoholic who works two jobs while also being heavily depressed over the fact that the stepfather did indeed leave but she's not too sad about that and it's a very isolating existence because they don't live in those nice neighborhoods anymore they've moved out to the trailer so they're dealing with some real life i'm poor shit versus where most of our characters reside which is the suburbs so we get to see a little bit of the other side of the track through max's story which we've been getting a lot with the abuse part a lot more uh tangible things that i know personally i relate to in my childhood even the part where you're sitting there talking to someone and you want to open up but you don't really and you starting to do that that uh fidgeting shit. yeah <laughs> know all about that she also witnesses uh chrissy i know i'm not going sequentially and that's fine she witnesses chrissy go into eddie's home because they have a little tete in the forest where he tries to sell her some weed he then tries to charm her even though she got a boyfriend i'm not charmed i'm sure he's a nice enough character but when someone continues to yell at a zombie corpse standing in front of you instead of just walking the fuck out of the door i kind of lose a little bit of respect i'm like you know what that's not my problem matter of fact i'm about to take this problem out of my house put it on the step right there and i'm gonna call 911 and let them figure that shit out because i don't need no charges to come this way nobody here as a witness i need to be visual <laughs> but that's just me she refuses to play D, but she also refuses to go to the game to support Lucas although she did listen to said game showing that she still cares then goes out and feeds the dog and that's pretty much where we got Max still very much depressed over witnessing the death of Billy especially because they were not particularly close but he did do the right thing in the end he had his own particular traumas that made him the way he was but still even so he sacrificed his life to save hers and that's still weighing heavily on her as it should then you have the boys who lucas says look i need you guys to show up for this game for me tonight i know that we have this D thing going on but can you just talk to eddie with the hellfire club we can postpone it just for this one night He's like i thought when we got to high school we were going to try to you know adapt a little bit i'm tired of being bullied i know that we are the freaks and whatever but this is our opportunity or my opportunity to at least try to make something of myself other than what is what has i've been known by what i have been known by yeah those words eventually made sense i love the fact that dustin called he's still with susie by the way who he is um having break into hawkins computer system to change his d minus to an a so that's some ride or die love right there but i thought it was super adorable that he called steve at school <laughs> steve's like i'll call you back i'm at a payphone at school He's like, you're just jealous I have an older friend. <laughs> he was like, ew. Ew. <laughs> just ew. Uh they are told to get a substitute, basically, because ain't nobody trying to hear that we canceling this tournament. After being shut down by absolutely everybody. What the hell was going on in that wrestling? where he was playing with his jock strap i don't even know i was very distracted by it they finally realized or at least dustin finally realized there is someone we can tap and it's erica who comes in (laughs) with her (laughs) with her (laughs) with her flag on for some reason it is not july 4th why do you have that on miss why do you have that on she is lady applejack and she knows how to fucking play the game and she's ready to throw down and so we get to see a duality between the basketball game and the dungeons and dragon game i thought both were well done with the suspense and how it was lucas who got the winning shot as well as erica who took the risk now we know usually with these games they are rather predictive because they say Lord Valkana has come back he was not destroyed then they have to all rise to the occasion once again then we see in the end that it is the St. Clair's for the win so is that supposed to be an indication of how the season is going to end in some capacity we shall see because the one guy takes a time out and he tells everyone he i don't know who he is but he needs to also die because he talked too much i don't like someone like that using the death of other people to talk about a basketball game and y'all shit ball, i mean <laughs> i feel like more than just mike and dustin anyone was sent should be looking over like uh squeeze me he was determined he was gonna make the championship game and lucas made that fucking boss ass shot and he is the hero of the day and it's about fucking time he was benched and i feel like they were being very meta <laughs> even though i never necessarily ever felt that lucas was benched but he's off the bench and he's in the game and he he uh he did a, a jordan right there and i was very proud of him i was also very proud of erica standing her ground saying look we need to destroy this son of a bitch and i'm here to make sure that's what we gonna do so dustin strikes out a lot of emotions on the scene but she's able to roll and able to win the game and i felt like she was a queen right there and I can't lie, Black Girl Magic feels were fluttering in my belly. It feels good, yeah,
1: it feels good, oh, it feels good.
0: Do I think it was okay that they chose to ditch Lucas's game to play in the Hellfire Club? They did have a commitment. It seems as if this whole Lucas thing happened. Oh, they also are going to visit California in the next day or so. But I feel as if your friend is asking you, okay, just this one thing for me, even though I've not ever been off the bench, whatever. Make that sacrifice for me as a friend. But it, it made more sense to them to do the thing they really wanted to do with the people they really wanted to do it with because that's just not their crowd not their scene not their whatever but that's always been a big mic issue is supporting his friends <laughs> even though i did like the scene when him and dustin are comparing the awesomeness of their girlfriends I felt really bad for Lucas, though. Seeing them, not only did they not show up, they clearly didn't even give a shit. Wasn't even listening on the radio. At least Max did that to care about what's going on with him. He's forgotten. He's not really. He's focusing on other things because he has to focus on other things, and. They don't seem to care as much about that as they should. And so he's disappointed. Even though he's welcomed and he's gotten what he's wanted, that was never what it was about. It was also bringing his friends up with him. You know, he's trying to make y'all all all rise, even if you don't necessarily want that. Because they don't mind being who they are. But he also knows that if you don't ever try, (laughs) um to to open your mind to other things and other opportunities that you know you're always just gonna say stuck in your ways and i don't think it's a good idea that i mean i don't know how old they are maybe they're like 15 16 i was gonna say should it be should i be judging that they're hanging out with a drug dealer but do i really consider someone who sells pot a drug dealer but then he busted out the special k and i was like well yeah you're a drug dealer and thus (laughs) what do you want me to do with that information show speaking of giving someone drugs when you don't know where you put them eddie invites chrissy over who seems to be haunted by these very creepy ass visions of a clock ticking of her mother yelling at her calling her a fat pig that's when i realized she was anorexic she also sees her family she sees her dad with his face sewn up together there's a family portrait what does this all mean why does why did he target her specifically i have no idea this feels so very random but when eddie finally after 25 minutes finds the drugs that she came looking for chrissy is possessed in his living room and he thinks that shouting at her for 45 minutes is gonna do anything because it does not and the way she was killed man that shit was terrifying that humanoid creature said don't worry your suffering is about to end because so is your life and she got twisted all up in exorcism style just like those kids so what does this mean i have no freaking clue but it was very well visually appeasing and well done (laughs) um i think for the most part that covers everything we like i said the 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 one back and forth between jonathan and nancy it's like we love each other stop stop trying to convince me because it's been a while since i felt like that was a real thing but sure and there are a couple in real life so i don't know what it is (laughs) i have no idea what it is i did like that erica was brought into the first episode and that she is around this season i was not sure if she was gonna be a part of it or not because i loved her and i was very shocked to learn she was 11. i was like oh she's way younger than everybody else <laughs> what's going on with will because something's always going the fuck on with will Anytime he's hiding secrets, somebody should be on the alert. And Mike has not been on his duty. Does that usually... It usually be him. It usually be him. Uh, yeah. I think that covers all of our bases. It was a really good opener for the first... Or for the fourth season. And I am looking forward to tackling this week by week. Because these are like hour-long episodes. Which I'm perfectly fine with. But... I do like the fact that I can digest this show and I don't feel rushed to like with obi One, it was two episodes that came out and I'm really over this two episode debut for podcasting because it's, it's a lot because you got to process a lot of information and then there's a time management with that when you want to try to get it out fairly quickly But it can feel exhaustive that it's two hours of a show that you're you're reviewing versus one hour. And I'm gonna stop yammering on and head on into the Mm mailbag.
1: Me shy. I am here to give my feedback for Stranger Things season four, episode one, the season premiere, and I, I'm very grateful that they gave us a recap because my thought process was to, as always, you know, always plan on one thing. It, it usually never pans out when it comes to TV. Was especially, you know, just like I plan. But I probably won't, so I'm not even gonna. Shouldn't even say I'm gonna plan to do it because I already know it's not gonna happen. So, um, but my plan was to at least watch the season finale of season three just to refresh my memory of everything that happens. That's the that's one of the bad things about so long between seasons. It's like you know, you start watching other shows, watching other things, life goes on, and then it's like you know the new season drops and you're like oh shit what happened in season three (laughs) you know just to get you ready for what whatever we're gonna see in season four um and so yeah but the recap did a great job because once I saw the recap I was like oh yeah 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 that's right that's right that's right so yeah um which I mean I I knew they were due but still uh, it would have been nice to be able to at least watch the season finale one last time before jumping into season four. But yeah, and then we saw the disclaimer in the beginning about um, you know this being shot before um, the the, inc- the incident at Tex in Texas, the shooting. And so appreciate them putting that disclaimer out there, which we all knew obviously that this was all done before the shooting, but. You know, you're going to have those that are going to be triggered. And so putting that warning out there, like, hey, look, there might be some scenes in here that are traumatizing. Obviously, more so for the people that have just experienced that um, a few days ago. Um, So they should take heed and probably not watch it right now because everything is so fresh. Um, But as for the rest of us, even though we were all, you know, feel and empathize um at least for me i mean i it, it i was luckily even though i've had my issues with this week and was in a weird headspace i was able to watch it uh, sort of kind of <laughs> in a way i mean it was still troubling i don't think it does i mean hearing about a texas shooting would have made it any less troubling to see that kind of scene because it's sad and um, of course, I feel like it's a misdirect um, because they show, again, I forget the doctor's name, but um, L. they show her being the lone survivor with the blood coming out of her eyes and what have you done? so It was giving the impression that it was her. And so I'm um, under the belief that it wasn't her. And again, I can't remember all that happened in season one to really hone in on why that is but i'm like it doesn't make sense to me so i'm just gonna go with that until i get further into the season i just feel like that's too obvious of a thing to just because they showed it to us so there was something that's um that i feel and maybe it's something that from this previous season that i should remember but i don't um they're all grown up I was like oh my gosh these kids (laughs) I mean I forget when the first season started like what year that was but I'm like dang these are some grown behind (laughs) I'm like what grade are they supposed to be in because weren't they like in middle school when this all started um and I'm not sure like the years like I know this season is 1986 So I wonder what year. Has it been like three years? Was Did this season one, was that in 1983? I don't even remember that, but they've grown like weeds. Oh, like, holy cow. (laughs) Which makes sense. It's just, just seeing it on my screen, it was just so jarring. It's like, oh my, they're so tall and, you know, deep voices and all that stuff and, and again, you know, I'm in that phase in my life where my youngest has graduated high school. So, um, like, wow, where has the time gone? Anyways, um, so seeing that, um, Elle, um, Joyce and Will are in, in, who's the other guy? The brother, Jonathan, they're all in, um... California, everybody's still back, everybody else is still back in Hawking trying to move on. And I like that we're seeing the aftermath of how everyone's trying to cope with the events of last season. And we're seeing how dramatically Max's life has changed from that situation um, with Billy um, dying, um, being killed, and then the stepfather leaving, which has a mom. On, in a tailspin and drinking, working two jobs. And just that's her way of dealing with the, the events of last season. And Max is um, isolated herself from her friends. She's become a loner and not wanting to associate with um, everyone. And um, maybe there's some, some guilt and some resentment um, for... Being because I think she was reluctant to be a part of the group at first, right? Um, and so she was a reluctant member and then she got involved, became friends with these people, and as a result, um, you know, Billy's dead, stepfather's gone, mom's a drunk, all that stuff. So, um, I'm sure there's some a lot of feeling, complicated feelings going on for her. Then we got Elle, oh my gosh, I can't with these. These things. Uh, what is that girl that I want to slap that <laughs> in the classroom that was bullying L? I'm like, okay, y'all, this that's just such the mean girl thing. Oh, it just drives me nuts every time. I can't stand it. Can't stand it. Um, so we got that, and then we got the story with the cheerleader and and um, Eddie the the. The leader of the doom the hellfire game um that ended up at the end in the end scene that he was hooking her up with some drugs she this girl was freaking me out the whole time at first i'm like is she pregnant you know because she's throwing up in the bathroom and she was so emotional coming out of the counselor's office um and then she's like hallucinating her mom and this demented version of her mom and i'm like what the hell is going on like um, do was she from a previous season that were like honing in on her this season? Like she was one of those back back um backstory or back you know I'm trying to say um in the back in the background. God, I can't even say it. In the background type of uh characters that are now in the forefront, um that's been haunted by uh, I don't even know. I was like, I don't even know where to go with this. I don't even know this. I can't. I don't know. Uh, I have no theories as to how the hell she ended up. Is is this a doorway through her house? Um, that's what it seemed like. There's another to the um, underground, um, upside-down world. Um, so, yeah, I'm very curious about that. Um, we see that Lucas and... Um, Gosh, I'm, I'm like drawing so much blanks today. Lucas, <laughs> Dustin, and Mike, they're all trying to, you know, lead normal lives. You see Steve, and I like Steve and um, Robin's dynamic. That's continued. I remember that from season three, that I enjoyed that. And so I like that now that we know that there's not going to be anything romantic between them, that we're just seeing this great friendship and this funny friendship. Um... And so, yeah, and then Steve's still being a hornball, trying to get with, because um, I'm like, isn't, he's graduated, right? Um, and he's dating high school girls. Um, then we have Nancy, uh, who's, there's there's that between her and Jonathan, they're in their senior year, trying to figure out their lives, it's spring break, right before graduation, um, so a lot is going on. A lot is going to be happening. I'm very excited. Uh, we got the Russian doll and the, it's saying that Hop is still alive. I wonder where that came from. It's just, yeah, so uh, my 10 minutes is almost up, so I can go on. But I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what the hell is going on with that cheerleader girl. Uh, obviously, yeah, that's the beginning of what the hell is going to happen next. So um, on that note, until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic, Queen of the Couch. Shy.
0: That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. Uh, so I'm, I agree with almost all of your <laughs> feedback as far as um, the thoughts and feelings on this new season. I didn't watch the recap because I, I had the benefit. My daughter just refused to accept that I didn't want to watch the seasons over again but she was gonna make it happen and so i i I ended up watching (laughs) all three seasons uh kicking and screaming as i as it were uh as far as it being misleading in the beginning i think you're probably right i think that's uh I don't think l has that capacity i don't know she fucks the people up we do know she killed folks so it also could be a possibility <laughs> because we could never forget even if it was in self-defense that homegirl has murked life okay she's got bodies on her hands so maybe she was possessed it definitely seems to want her whatever is in the upside down that seems to have a humanoid body every time he has a battle with her he also seems to i'm not gonna say that word because that's horrible he (laughs) increases his capacity to have corporal form and thus there seems to be a connection that we don't understand yet and if he can remote the fuck or it remote the fucking the people then all options are now open if they're going to be a little bit more defining we've had a a little bit of a break focusing on Brenner so the fact that they brought him back I think they really want to reorientate back to the origins of what is this this entity and how it is now pretty much can without a host or anything influence people and it seems to be through trauma so that makes me fear for one Maxine because she is going through it right now which may make her a target for the the entity we'll see if that if my theory is going to come to fruition as far as is he targeting people with a recent loss and there was other names that were mentioned and it did seem as if the woman uh Chrissy's face I don't think we've seen her in the past but maybe she did lose someone in this fire we did lose more people than just our people (laughs) so when they were doing off all those names she was all like I love you but it seemed like after the mention of the fire her demeanor certainly changed and then she went to the counselor's office and then she ended up throwing up so yeah then she wanted something stronger to make herself remember those are all things of trying to forget the pain and the grief and maybe some of the suffering because billy definitely for all his faults also put through max some shit it was racist told her not to date lucas lucas let's not forever forget that um you know grabbed her arm was hurting her left a mark so he had problems then he went to the cabin beat the shit out of some kids (laughs) and planned on doing more than just beating the shit out of yeah no 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 he got brought he had problems but he was we we got to see he was coming from a problematic place and i think that's fair but i don't have too many theories i am along just for the ride and yeah i think we're all going to be rooting for the mean girl to get what's coming to her i need that to happen asap just because i'm so tired i'm so tired i have to deal with these people every day so tired (laughs) i need in my fictional world for things to get violent and justice to be served If you want to send feedback for our next episode of Stranger Things, blackercouch at gmail.com, or can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.